You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to Cosplay Confidential. I'm your host, Kiki, and I am here live at C2E2 on the con floor with Matt Reed, otherwise known as Surprise to Cosplay. Welcome to the show. Right, thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. I, it, I saw you last year at C2E2, and I'd probably honestly seen you on the internet before. Um, for those of us who, for those people who are listening, what cosplay would you say you were most widely known for? Oh, God. Well, this answer is way too easy. It's <laughs> the Joker. I am definitely best known for the Joker, uh, which is really funny because a long, I've been doing cosplay for quite a while, and I had a couple of Iron Man suits. And the thing about Iron Man suits, though, is that they are highly anonymized. When that mask is down, you have no idea who's actually underneath it. Uh, so for a while there, I think I was vaguely known as a certain entity that existed inside of a suit, slowly cooking under the show lights. <laughs> uh, but I'm definitely better known for the Joker at this point. So when did you first start cosplaying the Joker? Okay, let's think. Uh, nah, let's cut me in half and count the rings. Um, the first time I did it, that would have been 2016, I think. Um, and even though I've been cosplaying for years, it never really occurred to me to make something like a Facebook page or an Instagram or anything like that. And it turns out that stuff serves a very important purpose. Particularly in a visual medium like cosplay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it gives you a, a way to present your stuff. But also, and this is the secondary purpose that I'm not sure has come up before, it's chaff that you throw behind you to protect your real life from the weirdness that is the stuff that you like. <laughs> because I, had, I did the Joker, and I'm a naturally a huge ham. And so... Oh, you don't say. <laughs> and... I had never really had a popular response like that before, something that involved interacting with other people. And it made a very positive impression, I guess. And then I started to get Facebook messages under my real name uh, of people that said, hey, so were you this guy? And then also public posts to my wall. and. I slowly realized that the internet means that anonymity is not really a thing anymore. So one of the things that a lot of cosplayers do is that they craft an identity so that when people look for that content, they have a place to go. Right. Um, and there are people that turn that into their real business. And that's, they embrace that in their day-to-day -day life. And that's totally cool. I was not prepared. <laughs> I was not prepared, but I learned a lot. So where did the name Surprised to Cosplay come from? That's Surprised, the number two cosplay. Where did that come from? That came from my Reddit handle, and it's really dangerous for me to say what that is. Um, you don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah, it's, I, I just loosely adapted it. I needed something, and so... I just made that up. And so uh, that probably was not the best choice, but it's the choice that I made. 
I will say this about names. Uh, when you get business cards printed, and that business card contains a link to your Instagram profile, it's a really good idea to check to make sure it's spelled correctly before you send it to Vistaprint. It's a really good idea. <laughs> are, you, are you speaking from experience? No. <laughs> no, 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 that's not me. And people certainly don't have actual evidence. So, yeah, I spelled the one thing wrong Just on my the, business card. The one time. The one thing yeah. that I shouldn't have spelled wrong, I did. Was it cosplay? Or was uh, it the number two? It was uh, surprised. So instead of surprised, it was surprised because apparently I forgot the letter P exists. And so, yeah. But without P, how would we have pie or cosplay? It would be cosplay. You know, these are all great questions. <laughs> and I, I think that maybe they're beyond the scope of this interview. <laughs> I'm not prepared to, to speak on the subject further without an attorney, and I think that that's the end of that. Fair, fair. Uh, surprise to cosplay, cannot speak to a world without pie. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, so, what drew you to the Joker originally? What drew me to the Joker was Mark Hamill's version of the character, which originally premiered in the Bruce Timiverse of the original Batman animated series because it was something that he was funny and he was charismatic but also intimidating and dark and he had such a variety to him so it appealed to me also because there's no such thing as overacting when you're doing that version of him it's impossible you just sort of go and that was enormously appealing too, uh, because I am also a ham. And I had very pleasant memories of the show. I think that that's why a lot of people go into cosplay for specific characters, is because they have positive memories associated with them. I would agree. I think that's a really strong point. And either it's from nostalgia um, or it's from something recent. Um, so did you grow up watching that version of Batman? Yes, I did. Now, of course I am aware that he is an enormously problematic character. <laughs> uh, that you, you not, not, not a great role model. Oh, you don't say it. Yeah. And so I, I am aware of those sides of him. But I'm also very grateful that uh, that show existed and showed that. Because if you think about it, there were very few actual shows that gave kids an example of what an abusive person in an abusive relationship looks like. And it's not always just hitting. Right. It's emotional manipulation. It's finding psychological vulnerability and just hammering home on that. It's important that we show exactly how bad it can get and how we can fool ourselves into thinking that there is some kind of light at the end of the tunnel when it's just not there. Um, so I, I recognize that part of him. I certainly don't embrace it, but I understand why it was important. 
Yeah, I I never really thought of it as a way to introduce children to, you know, a, a problematic and abusive relationship. But that's exactly what it was. So that's a good point. Um, when you uh, when you started cosplaying as the Joker, uh, this was just a couple years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how did it differ from what you do now? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, when I first started, I sort of jaunted into it and then expected I could just sort of leave afterward and not have it follow me. Um, but like leave cosplay? Uh, or? Well, I don't know. Go back to day-to-day stuff. But I learned that people do appreciate when you prepare. They appreciate enthusiasm. I've learned that it's okay to say no to things. Very, very important to learn that. Um, You do have limited time, and sometimes you have to find a way to politely say, actually, no, I can't sit for 45 minutes waiting with you in this area because you think I'm fascinating. I'm enormously flattered that you think I am. And you know what? I'm sure that you have some depth to you too, Uh, but I have to get to a photo shoot in like five minutes and it's 500 yards away and I have no chance of making that in time. Yeah. You got, everybody got crap to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it's okay to say no in other places too. It, it teaches you things. Cosplay can teach you things that you can use in life. Exactly. Saying no is a really important thing. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, he just, kicked the, the podcast Detroit case and, yeah. and made a very emphatic face. Um, speaking of faces and drama, um, did you have any sort of like theater background going into cosplay? Because you very much, you talked about being a ham. Yeah. Being a ham. And you, and you really dive in when you're the Joker. When I met you today, it was when I introduced myself, you, you said, hi, Kirsten, as the Joker. And I was like, all right, okay, we're there. This is happening. So did you have any sort of, do you have any theater background going into this? I did a little bit of voice work for some friends of mine who were trying to record an audiobook, And, of course, I had experiences in high school and a little bit in college, but I never pursued it seriously. And that's something else that, cosplay can give you is that it can give you a sense of confidence and existing in front of people and it doesn't sting so much because you're not yourself at the moment and so I didn't really have any background going in and I found that I really do like it and you sort of jump off a cliff and find out you can fly and that's that's great so jumping off a cliff into this character it's totally accurate. <laughs> totally accurate analogy. It's a big dive. So what? Uh, walk us through what process do you have to go through every time that you jokerify yourself? Ooh. Well, there's the physical. The makeup is extensive, and I've gotten a lot better at it. So that's something that has changed. A lot of makeup application, and it's very difficult for guys because we don't have training in this. And it's, it's muscle memory. You cannot think about what you are doing because right. if you do, you will screw up. <laughs> right, exactly. It, I, the first time I tried to do this makeup, I, um, I did one side of my face and I'm like, this isn't that hard. I don't know what girls are complaining about. And then I went to my non-dominant hand side and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. 
<laughs> it's a whole thing with a capital T. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if I'm going to do an extended period of time doing the voice, which he has a couple of them, you do need to refresh your knowledge of how he phrases sentences. If you want to act off the cuff, you have to reacquaint yourself with it. It's sort of like someone who's learned a language but hasn't spoken it in a while. You do have to refresh your memory. So I'll watch YouTube videos or pull up on Prime when I still had it. I don't think they still do anymore. The original series and watch a couple of my favorite episodes, particularly a good one. Um, where the Joker is pretending to be a clown so that he can kidnap Mayor's son. And it's, it's Mark Hamill voicing the Joker, voicing someone else, and he does it. And you're just like, bullshit! <laughs> you're going to have to censor that. I don't know how blue I can work on this thing. Oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. So, yeah, that's... I do have to rewatch some stuff and maybe uh, like, I don't know, a speed run of the Arkham games or something like that. And yeah, psych yourself up for it a little bit because it is an all day experience. So it's important to arrive with a full head of steam. For sure. And so doing the makeup and uh, doing the voice, uh, I noticed your hair. Do you spray your hair? What do you do every time? Okay. So there's a trick to this. <laughs> If you use the spray stuff, which is totally fine, not everyone wants to work with wigs. They're very difficult to style and almost impossible to transport in one piece um, without it getting totally ruined. If you're gonna use spray on hair color, do not use just one shade. If you use just one shade, then anytime you miss a spot, which is going to happen, it's a spray can and it gets clogged and it sputters, it'll show up and it'll be very obvious. Use two shades. Darker color first, lighter color on top. And then it sort of looks natural. Obviously not, because my head's a big highlighter right now. Um, right. But, but you weren't born with these luscious green locks? Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> um, I Oftentimes, during my childhood next to the nuclear power plant, I thought, how lucky I am to live here. Uh, I, 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 I'm kidding, I think. <laughs> He thinks. Yeah, 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 I'm kidding. So, two shades. I had not heard that. That is a good call. There you go. Um, so, then for the brows, do you do the same? Do you use the same stuff? I would recommend against using spray on stuff on your brows. It's very dangerous, actually, because it's a spray can full of pressurized gas that contains particles that can easily give you eye damage. So go with cream makeup instead. Even if the shade doesn't precisely match, it's better than being blind. Sure is. So you don't use eyeshadow, you use like a cream makeup on your I brows? I use cream makeup for the brows, yes, that's right. Fabulous. Um, so what are your plans for the year, con-wise, cosplay-wise? Well, um, I am going into my first clinical rotation very soon. So I am really not going to be doing that much more cosplay for the immediate future. I'm planning, obviously, to do more. But right now, i got to prioritize the career stuff, which is so boring and dull, and no one likes being an adult. But you have to. It's true, because eating is nice. Um, eating is nice. Funding your cosplay is nice. Yep, that too. 
at some point I would love to do a Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop. That's the next thing I'm likely to do. Uh, but yeah. Oh yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, are you going to any other cons this year or is that in the works or not because of politicals? Well, we'll find out. Uh, God, I hope so though. <laughs> um, just to round off with uh, just one or two more questions. Um, what advice would you offer to beginner cosplayers just getting into it? The advice that I would give is something that I was taught by an old philosophy professor of mine, believe it or not. Um, if you've ever heard the phrase, you are your own worst critic, and you probably think of it the way that I used to, which is means that you're your own harshest critic, the most unforgiving critic, the, the most brutal critic. But in the original Greek, it actually means something different. In the original Greek, what it means is that you are your own worst critic. You are the worst critic. You are bad at it. Ah, okay. Which sort of flips the meaning a little bit. It does. And maybe you should listen to other people when they say that you're actually okay. <laughs> right. So that would be my advice. It's okay to take compliments. And it's okay to accept that you're okay and getting better at something. That negative voice in your head is just that. It's just a voice. And you can ignore it with, like, you know, everyone else that's screaming at you every day. If you can. Good luck with that. Godspeed. Uh, one more question. So think about your most obtrusive cosplay that you've ever worn. Okay. Uh -huh. Walking around at a con. How do you pee? Uh, strategic dehydration. <laughs> it's not an uncommon answer on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's just great for my kidneys, but hey, you know, it's the price you pay. Yep. Yeah. Your kidneys will survive one day at a con. Maybe. Tell my kidneys that. <laughs> well, fortunately, you don't. You probably don't have any problem with that as the Joker yeah. anymore. Probably. It's true. It's true. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. Um, remind us where we can find you on the internet. You can find me at surprised, that is surprised, without a P in the yeah, middle. With P. Uh, uh, two, as in the number two, and cosplay, as in, well, I, God, I hope you know how that's spelled, um, <laughs> at Instagram. And I also have a Facebook page. Spelling is exactly the same because I'm not creative. Well, there you go. Thank you again so much for joining us. My pleasure. Uh, you can hear us on Apple and Google Podcasts through the Podcast Detroit Network at Cosplay Confidential. You can find us on Instagram at Cosplay Confidential. Uh, on Instagram, you can find us on Facebook uh, at the Cosplay Confidential Podcast. Uh, my Instagram, in case you care about that, is Real Kiki Elise. And that about wraps it up for us. So once again, from Cosplay Confidential, I'm Kiki. And I'm Matt. Keep creating, inspiring, and sharing the love. <laughs>